the very top of the page, right in the middle of a discussion. And the discussion is, if the, you're permitted, if the Koyin is permitted to enjoy his clothing even after he finishes his avoider, or not, he has to strip it off straight away. We have a concept that the trader, that the, the, the laws were not given to Malachim, so you know, you can't take it off immediately. But the question is if you can have any benefit from it afterwards. Everybody can please mute themselves with some background noise. So the question is, can you have any benefit from it or not? So we brought a Brysa, where the Brysa says that um, he shouldn't sleep with his clothing. So that tells us that the only thing they shouldn't do, they shouldn't be sleeping. It seems that other activities are permitted. And so the Gemara concludes that no, the reason why we mentioned that he, he shouldn't sleep with the clothing is as follows. The safe is It's not to tell you that you could do whatever you want. <clears throat> it's coming to tell you that even though you shouldn't sleep with your clothes because you might then emit some gas, but poishting, the safe is coming to teach you the end that poishting, you can take off your clothes, and you fold it up, and they place it under their heads as a pillow. So they're not actually sleeping with their clothes on, and uh, because we're scared they might emit gas, but if it's lying underneath them, then we're not really worried at all. Is that getting, aren't they getting a benefit from that? Oh, says the Gemara. I'm not sure why there are two dots over here, because it's actually a continuation of the Gemara. So the Gemara asked that very question. Poishtin, you're telling me they can take it off a kaplan and fold it up, and place it under their head. And the reason is because if, it's, if they're not sleeping with it, we don't really care if they emit gas and so on. So um, at least we know from here, that big day kahuna that you can have benefit from the clothes because you're using it as a pillow. Amar Papa says Papa, loy do not learn tachas Hashem in means to put it beneath their heads, el but rather let's say keneged Hashem alongside their heads, and because it's alongside their heads, then they're not really having any benefit directly from the the clothing, and there's no issue of whether he emits gas or not. Says, based on what our Papa just said, that if it's not next, if it's not underneath you, you're not, you're not wearing it. We're not worried about if you emit any gases. We learned from here that tefillin, min hatzad, shapadami, that if you take your tefillin off and you place it next to you on the bed, it's not a problem. Because even if you are emitting gas, it doesn't matter. Because it's not, um, uh, you're not wearing it, it's next to you. Or we're not worried that you're going to turn over and sleep on it as well. Same thing, you're not worried you're going to sleep on top of your tefillin. Says the Gemara Hochid, I'm going to stop it. In fact, I'll prove it to you that it doesn't necessarily mean you wear it under your head. It must be next to your head. Because we have another issue. The Keneged Roshain has to be next to your head. Because the Esau Kedat, if you're going to learn Tachas Roshain, it's beneath their head. Then we have another issue here. Besides the fact that it's a client's clothes, there's an issue whether a client can benefit from wearing his clothes after he finishes his service. The other issue is that it's client. 
the Koyan's clothes that the gartel that the Koyan wears is Klein. Now, if you remember, we learned in the beginning of the Masech that we had an argument if the ordinary Koyan's gartel was made out of Klein or not. We had an argument whether the ordinary Koyan's gartel was similar to the Klein Godel throughout the year or not. But if you learn that the Koyan had it, one of the four items of clothing that he wore was a gartel, and that gartel was made out of Klein, how can he sleep on it? He's benefiting from Klein, from shatnas, from wool and linen. So it must be that it wasn't beneath his head, it was next to his head. The taper glay, let's could be more explained. Otherwise, we have a problem. Mishum Klein. What about the Klein? So Ika Avnik, one of the items of clothing was the Gartel, and he's benefiting from that. Then he nami the nitnulahenisbehan, even if you're gonna argue and say that what that a Koyan can't have benefit from his clothing after the service. He's enjoying the climb. And if he's enjoying, how can he enjoy the climb? After the service, he had no excuse for climb. How can he do that? There's a big argument regarding tzitzis, talus, cotton, when technically we learned, we're learning more menachis, you're allowed to have climb, right? You can have a woolen, you can have a linen, let's say, garment and woolen tzitzis. And even though it's climb, it's all right. And the question is at night, when there's no mitzvah of wearing climb of, of tzitzis, is there a prohibition of climb or not? And Rabbeinu Tam says, once it's permitted, even at night, you're allowed to wear it when there's no mitzvah. And here the Gemara clearly says, when there's, when there's no longer, the Koyan head is permitted to wear climb, only while he's in service. The moment he's no longer in service, he cannot wear climb. So this is the question that everybody asks on Rabbeinu Tam, how can he learn that? And Rabbeinu Tam then gives different answers of why tzitzis perhaps is different because it's a garment that you wear all the time, and therefore it might be different. But anyway, says the Gemara, honey, uh, I can answer the not? question, the one who says that I have neta shal koyen godl, that the gartel the koyen godl wore, zehu avnetoi shal koyen hedget, if the gartel that the koyen godl wore is the same gartel, in other words, now we're referring to the four items of white, the linen clothes that the Koyan Gadol wore. The linen clothes were not climbed. So if you learn, according to the view, that just like the Koyan Gadol Anyam Kippur in his linen clothes did not wear any shotness, the same thing the Koyan Hedjit throughout the year did not wear any shotness, so then there's no issue. Then you could actually have the clothing perhaps underneath his head. There's no issue of climb. El Amanda Amr, the one who says that I have native Shekoyen Godl, Loize who have native Shekoyen Hedjit. The Koyen Godl did not have climb, but a Koyen Hedjit did have climb. My Yikalamemer, how in the world can the Koyen place his head on top of his clothing? So you have no choice but to learn that the clothing was alongside his head, not beneath his head, because of the issue of climb. And therefore, there's no longer any proof that a Koyen can have any benefit from the items of clothing, he doesn't place it directly beneath his head, he places it next yes. to his head. Says the Gemara, um, so you can argue that isn't really a proof. That climb is not really an issue, and maybe he did put it under his head, and maybe a Koyen can benefit from his clothing even after the service. Now, why isn't climb an issue? Because you might want to argue as follows. When is climb forbidden if you wear it like an item of clothing where you wrap it around yourself? But if you place it underneath your head, you're not wearing it, you're not wrapping it around you, so there's no prohibition of climb. That's why you can lie on it, and therefore perhaps we'll take the Bryce literally that you're lying on it, and perhaps you could have benefit from the clothing of the, the coin, could have benefit even after he finishes the work. So well, the the, the, the climb, did the climb disappear when he was doing a voida? A, a koyan had you, one of the item of clothing was a gartel, and the gartel was climb. 
And so, we're saying here that the fact that the Gartner climbs, so you cannot take the Bryce literally that he placed his head on top of the items of clothing because that means he's benefiting from climb. So therefore we use that to prove that it was not underneath his head, it was alongside his head. And if it's alongside his head, then he was not having any benefit from his clothes. But I'm talking, about the actual, I'm talking about the actual avoid day. You saying that there was a hint to have claim uh, in the best Dutch, even though it's a clear, it's a clear issue to have claim. Yeah, of course. The Torah said. Claim is exempt. Yeah, the Torah said by tzitzis you wear claim because the mitzah assay of tzitzis pushes away the voices of claim. And the same thing by a claim. The mitzah assay, a coin cannot serve unless he's wearing four items of clothing. And one of them happens to be, according to one opinion, claim. The Kohen Gadol, for sure, throughout the year, wore Klaim. He wore Klaim as Gartel. He wore, he wore Klaim um, in other places as well. But a Kohen Hedjit, um, a Kohen Hedjit, it's questionable whether he wore Klaim or not. And yes, the terrorists, if the terror mandates you, the terror mandates it. If somebody can please mute themselves, there's a lot of background noise. Anyway. So, Ben, can you mute yourself? Ben, Mute yourself. Jack Feldman, mute yourself. David Kenner, mute yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the Gemara says, Bechitema, you might tell me that my argument of a climb is a furphy because Klayim Belavisha, climb is only prohibited if you are wearing it. It's only forbidden if you put it on you, you wrap yourself around with it. But here it's only spread out on the bed. So therefore, there's no problem of climb. And if there's no problem of climb, maybe the Bryce is, you should take it literally that it's right directly underneath your head. It can be, because the Tanya we learned, it says in the Pasik, you shouldn't place climb upon yourself. You're allowed to lie underneath you as a lin, as linen, for example, there's no problem of climb. But Omru Chachamim, the rabbi said, also Lazar's Kenya is prohibited to do that. Shema tikorech nima achaz. I'm sorry, maybe one of the threads will unwind itself and wrap itself around you. And it's wrapping around you. And maybe you can even have some benefit from it if you keep you warm or keep you tight or something. And therefore, since the rabbis forbade it, you can't be but even that the like would wear clothes. the pillow. Sorry? You're still not wearing it like clothes. But the rabbin came along and said that even, no, you don't have to wear the clothes. Even if you're wrapped, one Pusik says wearing it, one Pusik says on you. On you means wrapping around you, even if it's not a clothing. If you have one thread that's wrapped around you and you have some pleasure from it, gives you some warmth or keeps you compressed or something, that is already prohibited mid the Rabbana. And we're worried that that's what might happen. Because if you do that, you're also Rabbana, we're worried. So therefore, even though we say sometimes by a coin, we don't put in the Eastern Rabbana, but in this case, we will say that this is the Rabbana we are concerned with, because it's not something deliberate. We're worried that while you're lying, you're sleeping, something will unravel and wrap itself around you uh, subconsciously, so uh, unconsciously. So therefore, we should ban it. So it must be that it's next to your head, not under your head, and therefore there's no evidence from this Bryce, no proof of this Bryce to say that a coin can enjoy his clothing after the service. Ah, Shehaya. Um, someone told me about, I can't remember which Rebbe it was, the, somebody was on the train with the Rebbe and he wouldn't sit on the seat because perhaps the material on the seat was kilaim. Okay, exactly, if he has any benefit, okay, that's only, sitting on a seat, again, only if it um, was scared, and what's wrong with that? 
We're scared that the threads will come out and wrap itself around you. It's only Midrabbanon that's forbidden, not from the Torah. So that's like a double Midrabbanon. And so he's being very machmer, this particular tzaddik. Vichitem, if you're going to argue with me and tell me the mafsikle mide bene bene, so if you're going to tell me that perhaps, why do you think, maybe take the Bryce a little that you're sleeping on it. And you can ask, because that's what the Bryce says. I can ask me a question, it's climb. How can you sleep on it according to the opinion that God puts climb? Maybe we're going to, so we said that it's a, uh, that um, there's no problem with climb if you're not wearing it. So then you came along and said, no, but it's still awesome the Rabbanon. And I'll tell you, no, let's take the Bryce a literally, but you're not sleeping directly on the gartle, you have maybe another little sheet or something in between you and the gartle, so therefore you're not sleeping directly on the climb. So let's, it's better to take the bryce literally that you fold it up and put it beneath your head. Says the Gemara doesn't help. In the name of the holy community of Yerushalayim, of the rabbis in Yerushalayim, even if you have 10 different sheets, one on top of the other one. The client tachtem, the client is the all the way beneath it. The rabbis, once the rabbis put in place a gzera, it doesn't matter if you're right on top of it or there's 10 sheets. For example, we learned in Shabbos, you're not allowed to read before a candlelight because you might tilt the candle on, Friday, on Shabbos. Friday night, we're scheduled to tilt the candle, so don't read before a candle. So we say that even if the candle is 10 stories high, you can't reach it. Once the chachamim put in a gzera, it remains in all situations. Same thing here. Once the chacham is saying, we don't want you to sleep atop a client because a thread might unravel. It doesn't matter whether it's directly beneath your head or, or there's 10 items intercepting your head between your head and this particular item. And therefore, it cannot, you cannot take the bryce literally that your head was on top of the client. It must be alongside. So there's no proof that the client enjoyed, had any benefit whatsoever from the client. Says the mother further, Ella, Shmamani must conclude, connected to Shane's next is head. Shmamani is a good proof. Ravashi goes further. So, therefore, we don't know if a coin, we have no proof that a coin is allowed to have any benefit from the clothing after the service. Ravashi says, I can even argue it was underneath the heads. I, Vahokam is Hani McLean. Hi, you're asking me a question. Um, so, therefore, it could be it's under the heads. It could be allowed to have pleasure after the service. But what about the fact that he's having benefit from McLean? Big day kuhuna koshinhain. The clothing of Kayan are tough. And because they're tough, they don't really warm you up. So according to Rashi, there's no climb at all. Not Mahatira and not Midrabana. There's no climb here whatsoever. Which causes a big problem. So why does Gemara and Erechin have to tell us why we learn that a Kayan is allowed to wear climb and so on and so forth? There's no problem. It's not really climb because it's that's not really clothing. So Taisas and others learn that of course it's climb. Um it, it, it was, if it, just because it's tough, it would still be climb. But we're talking about a case where it's only midrabanan, like sleeping on top of it, where you're not really wearing it. We're scared that a thread will unravel. If where it's only usr midrabanan, and because it's tough, therefore the rabbanan decided not to put their gzera here, not to interdict. Says the Gemara further. The pasuk of that claim says Can't read it. Called, what, are you um, what are you trying to say? The claim, lo yalea lecha. The pasuk, yeah. That's all it says in the pasuk. There's two pasukim. There's two pasukim. One pasuk is la yilbush. Ubege chatan is la yilbush. And one pasuk is la yala. So yilbush means wearing an item of clothing. La yala means 
So because we have item of clothing, when it says layala, we mean in, in, where there's a benefit, even if you put it over your shoulder, but if it warms you up, you're, you're not allowed to wear it. But we said if a guy sells it and is not giving him any warmth, there's no intention of enjoying it, you're just putting it on him so you can show people what it is, then you're allowed to. Says well, Gemara, I'll prove it to you. Rabbi Huda said, said, "Hi Namtam." He says over here that this very tough gamda—that's a kind of a felt. The nedesh, instead of nedesh, you're allowed to wear it even though it's client. Why? Because it's tough and you have no benefit from it. Where, Tashma, where come in here. Where's the place? Where's the uh, place? I don't know. Somebody can say where the place is. You know, in A two. No, no, in the Gemara. Oh, and the Gemara where Samach Tess Amad Aleph, right in the middle of the page, six lines in the wide lines. First word of the line is Sharia. Oh, good. Okay. Tashma. We're still, so we're still discussing the idea it can a Koyan have any benefit from the clothing after the service or not. So the Gemara continues. Tashma coming here. Big day Kahuna, the clothes of a Koyan, Hayyit say Bohen. If somebody goes out, Limedina, oh, so you're not allowed to leave the base Hamigdash. You're not allowed to leave the base Hamigdash wearing your Koyan's vestments. Over Migdash, what about inside the base Hamigdash itself? Whether it's during the time of service, even it's outside of the service, Mutid is permitted. You are permitted, the Koyan can go ahead. And enjoy the clothing that he has. Because as clear as the Brahsi, you can. Shmamino, it's a clear proof. So the Gemara now discusses you're telling me that a Koyan is not permitted to leave the base of Migdash uh, with their clothes. So that's a question. Well, Medina Law, you tell me abroad you're not allowed to, but Tan, you will the Brahsa, the Esrim the Khamisha Batavis on the 25th day of the month of Tavis, Yaim Hara Grizm was known as the day of Mount Grizm. What is that all about? It's like a Yamtif. Layla misped, um, you, we don't want you to make any eulogies on that day. What happened? Yoim, this was the day Shabikshu Kusim, the nation of Kusim, wanted to destroy as Beisalakenu, our the house of Hashem, the second base of Migdash, Alexander's Mugdim, Hachriva. They wanted to destroy the second base of Migdash. And they wanted Alexander, King Alexander, to destroy it. And the, um, that's what they want. Now, who these Kusim, we had a big argument in the Gemara between Ramey and Rabbi Yudu, were they genuine or not? This was a nation that they were, they were attacked by lions and they were frightened. So they went to ask the Eden to help them and they converted. And it seems from the Rishayin that initially when they converted, they converted out of fear. It wasn't genuine. Then over time, they became genuine. And then over time, Remeyer says they went back, they reverted back to their old ways because they followed them once in the times of Remeyer. They once followed them, they realized that once a year they go on this trek, all the people of that nation, and they followed them. They saw that they went to this mountain and it was called Haragrizim. And on top of the mountain was a dove, and they were all worshiping and prostrating themselves for this idol. So they're all idol worshippers. Idol worshippers. So we say that the Kusim were not proper gaining. Says the Gemara, but in the meantime, the Gemara tells the story that these Kusim, they wanted to destroy the base of Migdash. When the son of Elohim, Alexander said, you know what? I give you guys the right to destroy the base of Migdash. Bo, so some people came along, and they notified Shimon and Tzadik what the plans were, that the Kusim wanted to destroy the base of Migdash. 
Ma'asa, what did Shimon HaTzadik do? Shimon HaTzadik is the one that in the Pirkei Yavis we say, Shimon HaTzadik hoyim is shiyari knesses He was from the last of the Anche knesses hagdoyu. In the beginning of the second base of Megish. Lovash big dekuna, he put on his big dekuna, venis atta big dekuna, he wrapped himself around big dekuna, um yakide yisro imai, and he had the most distinguished eminent scholars with him. They had torches of fire in the hand. How the entire night, they went the entire night, Alexander, King Alexander was going towards the base of Migdush, and he was going from the base of Migdush towards Alexander. In other words, he left the environs of the base of Migdush wearing his Kayan's clothes, and he was a Kayan God. Till it was daybreak. daybreak. They met. The two groups met. Amalahem, so Alexander said to the Kusim, Mihalalu, who are those people coming towards me? Amrulay, the Kusim said, Yehudim, these are the Jewish people, Shemar Dubar, that rebelled against you. Kivan, Shehigiel, Antipatris, when they came to the region called Antipatris, Zorchachama, the sun began to shine, Upoguzebaze, and they now were face to face with each other. Kivan, Sheral, Shimon Atzadik, as soon as King Alexander saw Shimon Atzadik, he descended from his uh, wagon and and King Alexander the Great bowed down before Shimon HaTzadik. Omrulay, anyway, the Kusim said, what's going on here? You're confused. A king like you, you're going to bow down to this particular Jew? How can you do something like this? So he said to them, I want you to know that his image, I always see his image every time I go to war. Every time I go to war, I see Shimon Atzadik's image there. So, Shim, so the King Alexander, Alexander the Great, turned around to Shimon Atzadik. Why did you leave the base of Midrash? Come all, all this way. So they said, This Base on Migdash that we daven for the for not only for us but also daven for the government. On your royal, on your on your monarchy, that we don't want it to be destroyed. We want you uh, to to continue to reign. These people now misled you and induce you to go ahead and destroy this building that you get all your brachas from. I see. So who you're referring to? These kusim. Standing before you. said, If so, do whatever you want with them. It's interesting. So they went ahead and they pierced their heels and and they hung them on the tails of their horses and they dragged them across on the thorns and the different kinds of thorns. Until they brought them, these people, to Haragrizim, and they did to these people exactly the same thing they wanted to do the Yidin. When they came to Haragrizim, what they did was, so um, they plowed it down, they raised it to the ground, and they planted their fodder for their animals. The very same thing they wanted to do to the base of English, Shimon Atalik did to their temple. And that day, Yosu Yamtiv. They made a yamtik. Bottom line, what's the Gemara bringing this whole story down? They bring the whole story down to show, demonstrate that the Kayin is allowed to wear his clothes outside the base of English. 
Why does it say he shouldn't? And here's even worse. He put it on in order to leave the base of Migdash. It's not just that he's worried and then he just continued wearing it. He put it on in order to leave. Yeah, but that was the case of an emergency, wasn't oh, it? Says the Gemara. Ebay, so I'll give you two answers. Either really big dekuna, they didn't wear the clothes that were actually sanctified. They wore clothes that were made in order to be sanctified, but it wasn't yet sanctified. That's what he wore, but it looked like the big dekuna. Or a time to work for Hashem, sometimes you have to break the Torah. Now, why don't we just answer you just said, Pikuach Nefesh and all that? Because it seems in this story here, the Yidin were never threatened. Nobody threatened to kill any Jews here. The only threat was to destroy the base Hamigdash. And for that, you're not allowed to go ahead and do Averis because it's not a question of Pikuach Nefesh. So we use this other Pasik, which we had used in the end of Brachas as well, and we use it tomorrow. At the time that we, in order to do things for Hashem, sometimes we have to break his own Torah. But only a tzaddik can use this pasuk, not just everybody willy-nilly. This, this okay. story is very interesting because it, it, it shows the color of this kusim very early in the in the base Shani. And yet throughout Shas, you've got all these discussions as to what's the status of the Kusi here, a lot of Avedazoga, which sounds like that not necessarily was was this discussion about the status of the Kusim in the in the in the early stages, it could be in the later stage of the Bayesheni. And yet from here you can see what their, their true colours were so early. You didn't hear my introduction. I heard, yeah. I heard about Rameya that they that was over that. It was only in the times of Rameya when we had the argument. In between, there was everyone agreed there was a time when they were insincere. And then there was a time that they were sincere. Remember, Mayor of Yehuda was a good few hundred years later. So in, in, in the interim period, there was a time when they were sincere. After this event, there was a time that they were sincere and they were accepted. It was only in the times of Mayor that this unfolded. And, and most of them learned that it was only at that time that they became yeah, gay Arroyas. With a story like this, I'm surprised that they were accepted as Yidin. With a story wanting to be story based on Migdosh and regarding as Yidin, very surprising. True. <clears throat> Well, like the Samaritans who wanted to destroy him, they were well, the telling the whole story about the Kusim. Samaritans are meant to be the same. Because in Ezra, in the Chemia there, when it talks about those people who wanted, who, who tried to stop the Yidin from building the base of Migdash, we don't call them Kusim. So we're saying the Kusim well, maybe maybe it could be. Maybe it's to show you the power of Tshuva. Yeah, we don't find any way they did Tshuva. They, they tied the heels and they gave him a good whacking. No, I'm saying that they wanted to destroy the base of Mikdash, and nevertheless, later they were accepted as Gehrim. Could very well be. Could be. Then it says, Chazan HaKnesis, Neutel Sefer Torah. The Chazan of the Knesses is what we call today, Rashi says, he's, he's the Shamish. He's the one who oversees everything that has to be done for the base HaKnesis. The Gabai is called the Reish HaKnesis, and the Mishnah told us already, Rashi told us in the Mishnah that there was a shul right outside the base HaMikdush. And I mentioned in the Shea Friday that today a chazan is a shliach tzibur. There's one opinion that a chazan actually means tzibur. Chazan changed over time. There's a number of words in the Gemara that changed over time. You know, I gave you a long time ago an example. Like a Baal Chayim in the Gemara. A Baal Chayim means somebody who owes money to everybody. And now a, a Baal Chayim is, um, sorry, Baal Chayim is the lender and now is the borrower. Or Amaris. the best example is Amaris In the Torah, and Amaris, Rashi says, is a nation that begina nivras aris. The whole world is created in their schus. So Amaris was a very complimentary, laudatory term. And then it became the sign of Amaris. So, but a chazan today is a shliach tibur, a chazan. And 
And it told over a book and I told it opposite. The world says that the word chazan, why is a chazan called a chazan? Because in Yiddish it's an abbreviation of ches zayinun, chazonim zayinun naronim. The chazonim are considered fools. So now Torah Rapsis said, but why? So he said, because the, the, there's a special chamber in Shemayim called Hechel Hanagina. And right next door to it is another chamber called Hechel Atshuva. And if these people have the ability and the skill to go into the Hechel Nagina and to have that you know, ability to sing so well, why couldn't they just move over a little bit to go to Hechel Atshuva and do Tshuva properly just as well? But anyway, here you see that there's a whole process here, right? You go from the Shamish to the Gabai to the Zgan and then goes to the Kohen Gov. It seems that we're acknowledging in the lower levels in front of their teacher in, in a way you might think it's an insult, but you see you're allowed to. So, because in the discussion, whether you can give COVID to a Talmud, remember we learned a few days ago that David Amelech treated Uriah as a traitor because he acknowledged the um, Yoyev, the general, as, 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 as a somebody in the presence of David HaMelech. And that was considered Merida B'Malchus, a, a traitor, as Tayshis explained a few days ago. So the same thing over here, that Chilkin covered the Talmud, Mokonav, is it disrespectful? One way or another. On the contrary, the whole idea of this is to give cover to the Kohen Gadol to show that the Kohen Gadol is not just an officer, look how many people he has underneath him before you can get to the Kohen Gadol himself. That in itself is the greatest compliment to the Kohen Gadol. Says him, well, first of all, the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol stand, stands up to get the Torah, Miklaus, we get you we were sitting. I were not, not, didn't we learn, on top of the page, didn't we learn that there's no sitting, you're not allowed to sit inside the base of Middash, you have to stand all the time, because it says in the Apostle, you have to stand to serve Hashem, the only one's allowed to is the king of David. Remember, it says, the king of David, the king David, king, and and he sat down before Hashem. In other words, but but um, but no one else is permitted to sit there. So the coin, <coughs> so how can the coin have been sitting? Seems like the coin just stood up. Answers the Gemara, Kedam Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda said, Ezras Noshim. Rav Chizda says this is not. No, there's the Ezra's Koinim, the courtyard of the Koinim, there's the Ezra's Israel. And then when you walk down the stairs uh, through the Sharkin, you walk down the stairs outside the base of Migdash, the entire courtyard, the large courtyard is called Ezra's Noshim. The Ezra's Noshim had the same sanctity as the Harabayis, the Temple Mount itself. And there you were permitted to sit. And that's where this took place, the Kriya. Hachanami Bezaz Noshim. We were talking about the Ezra's Noshim. And Chizda said elsewhere, over here, the same thing. It is a bit problematic. That we learned from David HaMelech that he sat down, that no one else is allowed to sit. When David HaMelech sat down, there was no base of Migdash there yet. Right? Shlom HaMelech built the base of Migdash. He built it. So, sorry? He was not allowed to build the base of Migdash, as the, the Navi told him. So, it, it, so, how do you bring a proof from the fact that David sat and it's not mentioned anywhere else that no one else is allowed to sit? Unless the site itself was a holy place and already had the Kedusha of the base of Migdash. We'll be referring to the Mishkan. There's no Mishkan there. The Mishkan was somewhere else. Mishkan Shiloh is somewhere totally different. The Heicha Itmar to Rav Chizda. Where did Rav Chizda make his comment? Aha, on the following. Meisve, a question was asked. Other people admit that. The Tanya, we learned. Heichen Koyden by Bazara. He said over there, where exactly do you read it in the Azara? Where in the courtyard do you read it? 
Rabbelezer ben Yaakov Aimer, where Rabbelezer ben Yaakov said, um, he said, but Baharabais, <coughs> on the Temple Mount, you remember it says, he says that you read it on, on the street. Uh, that's in front of the gate of the water. Where is that? That is in the courtyard of Ezra's Nashim. So the same thing here, the Kohen Godlan Yom Kippur read it, Ezra's Nashim. So now the Gemara talking about that Gemara says, Ezra. Um, so we're going to continue what it says there. Uh, it says over there, Ezra, um, this Pasuk, we just said they read it on the street, the Torah Sharamayim is an is Ezra Nechemia, so therefore we're going to bring some more Pesukim at Ezra Nechemia. So it says, Hashem Elikim HaGodl, that they blessed Hashem Elikim HaGodl. What do you mean Godl? What do you mean they blessed Hashem Elikim HaGodl? Amr Rabbi Yisrael Amarav, Shegid Loi B'Shem HaMefeidosh. They used Hashem's proper name and they read it the correct way. Not the way we read it, they correct it the way it's supposed to be read. Rav Gidl, Rav Gidl says, they said, Baruch Hashem Elikei Yisrael Min HaOlam Ba'ad HaOlam. They said, they, they didn't say that, they just said, Min HaOlam Ba'ad HaOlam. At the end of every bracha, Instead of saying Amen, they said this Baruch Hashem That's what they said. And, that, and the color was made right then and there by Ezra. How do you know that they said Baruch Hashem Maybe they just did the Shema Fadish. They said the Abish's name properly, the way it's uh, written with all the vowels. We do not say the Shem Hamafaydish in the Gvulin, outside of the Beis Hamidish itself, is considered Gvulin abroad, and we don't say Hashem Mephaydish there. Says Gemara Veloy, we don't receive, it says clearly in the Pasik that by Yamid Ezra, Ezra stood her safer on Middle on this, um, you know, at this day, it's made out of wood. I should also let Dover, that was made for this thing, and he, um, and um, and he said Hashem Mephaydish. Omar Abgidl, and Abgidl says, she got the Beshem Mephaydish. And he he said the shame Hamafidish. That that Ezra said outside of the base Hamidish, Hashem's name, way explicitly. That was that was a a, a, a moment a mo, uh, a one-off thing. So now we'll continue other psukim that we're referring to. They would happen by Yitzakol Hashem that they cried out to Hashem. Said they cried out to Hashem. This is all part of Ezra Chemi. Belakim, the Koy Godel, they scream now with a loud voice. My Omer, what exactly were they davening for? Omer, Rabbi Temer, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, what did they say? They said, bye, bye, vey, vey, bye, bye. Woe is to us, woe is to us. I guess this is the source of bye, bye. Vey, vey. Hainu, hide, achrevel, mikdasha. This is what they said. What were they, what were they, what were they uh, clamoring about? What were they crying about? They said, <coughs> they said, look, this is what happened. Why the base Hamigdash, the first base Hamigdash was destroyed. Remember, the first base Hamigdash was destroyed because of Averis, not because of uh, Sinas Chinam. That was the second base Hamigdash, as we had in a few tests. Uh, the Kalyule Chola, this was burnt the base Hamigdash down. The Katlinu Lukulu Tzadike, and it destroyed all the righteous people. Baglinu Yisrael Marein, and it chased out the Yidin from their land. Adayin Merakit Beinon. And this Sutton caused us to sin is still amongst us. He's still dancing between us, constantly tempting us, seducing us. Why did you give us a Yetzirah? You wanted us to overcome this challenge so that we can get a reward. 
We don't want the Yetzahara, we don't want the Satan, nor do we need his reward. A piece of paper fell down from heaven. It was written, Emes. It was written, Emes, that you are right. But Emes, from here we see the signature of Hashem. His signature is the word Emes. Like Tracy Shonen says, usually you, you stamp something, a document, you stamp it with your company, you know, name or emblem. So they wish to stamp, and that's the stamp is Emes, beginning and the end of the alabes in the middle. So, everyone sat down and started fasting. They wanted to get rid of the Yetzirah for Avoidah because it was, it was as you remember the Gemara, we'll learn the Gemara said, that Menashe told Rav Ashi, you have a nerve, you have a nerve to, de, to, de, to denigrate me for worshipping Avoidah and putting Avoidah in the base of Midas. She said, I promise you, if you would have been living in my times, you wouldn't be wearing your clothes, you'd be naked and running down the streets, kissing every Avoidah we had a this terrible is Menashe, the, Menashe, the son of King Yecheskiel. Sorry? This is Menashe, the son of King Yecheskiel. Yeah. Exactly. So Menashe said to, um, to Rav Ashi that you, um, that this, the Yetzirah for Avodah Zorah is that strong that you have no right to sit today and judge us based on what, you're, you, know, what you are today and how we behave then. And in fact, it's a rule in life. To sit today in 2021 and we judge people how they behaved 40, 50, 60, 100 years ago is totally wrong, because we have no idea what the what the general, um, I guess, attitude was in those days and and how people behaved. And it's not fair to judge anybody based on how we think today what they did then. But anyway, um, so I think it was what happened. They fasted for 30 days, and plus in your aim of a so they fasted 30 days and 30 nights. Mosru and Nele, and 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 they and they and they fasted the whole time, and suddenly they, it was given over to them the Yetzahara. How did it look? Nafek Asa Kiguria Denoyle Beit Kachi Kachi. Fiery lion came outside of the Kachi Kachi. Amalu Novel Yisrael. The people turn around to Novel. What is this? This lion made out of fire came out of the Holy of Holies. So the Novel said to Eden, "Hainu Yitzah Abdechom." This is the Yetzahara for Avodah it said by they said He said, This is the the, the Risha, the evil, and, and so on. So what do they do? So Bahade Tafsale, the rhetoric grabbed a hold of it. Ishtamit Mazia. A hair, one hair fell out from his from him, from his back. The Roma Kola, the eight hundred began to shout and scream. But Azal Kola Arba Meya Parsa and his voice traveled 400 Parsa or 1600 kilometers. Amru, they said to the Novi Hechinabi, what should we do? We're scared that this kind of screeching, Dilma Chasm Shalom Rachmal Emishmai, Medeshwab Rachmanus on this Yetzahara and set him free. Amru, the Novi said, this is what you do. Shadu, throw him in, throw him into this barrel made out of lead. The Chafuul, the Pume, Ba'avra. And go ahead and cover with a lid made out of lead, because the Avra Mishav Shayu color, because lead absorbs the 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 the, the sound. Shlemer says, Zois as it says, this is the Russia. How do we know that you threw him into this barrel made out of lead? So therefore, nobody's going to hear him screaming and screeching because the lead uh, does not um, does not impede the the, tra- the sound from traveling. They covered it with a cover of lead. 
said, we finally got rid of the Yetzirah of Avedazara, but since one hair was left, there's still parts of the world where people are idol worshippers. Because one hair managed to escape from the Yetzirah of Avedazara. But he said, the Chachamim said, well, Hoyil, the Ace Rotson, who things are working out for us, why don't we ask the second most popular Veda is Arayas and morality. So let's go ahead and dive into Hashem that we should remove the Yetzirah for adultery and, and promiscuity and all that. So they davened, and the Imsabidai, and the Yetzirah for that was given to them. Amalu. He, the the Yetzirah said to them, my friends, I want you to know, if you're going to kill me, in other words, you're going to kill the Yetzirah for immorality, the whole world's going to die out. Because if nobody wants to have any relationships, nobody's going to want to get married, there won't be any children. And therefore, very soon, the entire world will be decimated. They didn't trust him. They tied him up. And for three days. Then they went out looking for eggs from a from a from a hen. They couldn't find it because it's all every the entire world was affected by it, and, and everybody lost their warmth and their ability to procreate. What should we do? If we kill the Yetzirah for Aroyas, Kalya Alma, entire world will be destroyed. Palga, should we say like this? That the only desire that a person should have is for his own wife. We should have desire for no other desires for anyone else. So there won't be any gila arayas, nothing else. Palga You can't make these kind of rules with Ayyabishta. All or nothing. So what they did was they blinded him, they painted his eye, they shavku and they released him. So what did they achieve? The one thing they achieved was that there's no Yetzirah for incest. They couldn't stop the Yetzirah for other women or other men, because if you do that, then there would be no interest in getting married and having children. But they were able to at least stop the Yetzirah for incest, which is no longer Yetzirah. The Marava Masnahachi in Marava in Israel, we learned a little bit different about you know, we saw before that what God will mean, Shem Hamafaidish. Or they answered Baruch Hashem le'elam mina elam adayilam in Israel. They learned the following version. Abgidol Amar Abgidol says Godol she Godol b'shem afayish. Abgidol says Godol means that they use the Abish's name for all the vowels. Rav Masna Amar Rav Masna says Hakel Hagodol Hagiber v'Hanoida. Now what they did was they said the following pasuk Hakel Hagodol Hagiber v'Hanoida. That's what they said. Says the Gemara. Um, where did Rav Masna get this from? Rav Masna is Rabbi Shubhmalevi. Rav Masna brings along Rabbi Shubhmalevi. What did Rabbi Shubhmalevi say? He said, Why do we call that the group of people, the 120 assembled people, we call them the people of the great gathering. They, they're the ones who made Shmanesa, they made parts of Davening and many other Takhanis. They're the ones who made the Megillah and so on. Why are they called the people of the great assembly? What do you mean, why Gedele great? What they did was, they brought the crown back to its good old days. What do you mean? Awesome, Moshe Moshe Bainer came when he said the Pasuk, he said, He described Abish, he said, Hagodo, the great, Hagiba, strong, and the awesome. 
also yimim and yimim came in davened. But Omar he says nochrim the goyim mekarkin mecholah the goyim are screeching and crowing inside the base of midrash. Ayinoraisim. This is this is Hashem's awesome. This is what, what kind of awesome is this? The goyim are parading around like they own the world, and the Abish is awesome. Somebody's scared of the Abish. So the Omar noida when he davened he took out the word noida because he said ayinoraisim. Also the Neil Neil came along. Omar he said. Goyim are, are, are subduing the Eden. The Eden was 70 years in Bavel. He said, This is the strength of Hashem. What kind of strength is this? Also, Inu came along the Anshik, and like Doyle, but Omer, they said, On the contrary, This is the Hashem's strength. Where did we see Hashem's strength? The greatest strength is self discipline. Shekoyvish es Yitzra, Hashem had the urge to punish all the Goyim for harming the Eden. Yeah, Hashem held us back. He gave them more latitude. The Eluhei Noroisim. Sorry, so that's Gevura. The Gevura is Hashem restrained himself from immediately punishing the Goyim. Self-restraint requires a lot more strength than beating up others. And what about Noroisim? Um, Where do you see Hashem's awesomeness? Not for the fact that the people are scared of the if not consciously, subconsciously. Hey, how is it possible that Umach is one little nation? How are we surviving amongst all the other nations? All the other nations are all around us trying to, to decimate us, and yet we outlive all of them. Says the How the world did Daniel and Yimri come along and take out words from Moshe Rabbeinu? Okay, Takante talking Moshe. Moshe said, Okay, have God like Yimri. How can Yimri say no? I'm taking it out. How can Daniel come and say, I agree take Gibber? I can do that. They know God is truthful. They didn't want to lie. They didn't want to lie, and therefore, this is called a truth defense. And that's why they took out Gibber, because they didn't understand where do we say Hashem's Gibber? Where do we say Hashem's Neira? Until the Anshe Knesset came along and showed and, and explained to us what Hashem's Gvur is, what Hashem's Neira is. Second, but further, but it's a question. So we say that we read in Yom Kippur there, we read two parts over there, even though they're not right next to each other, but because you're uh, able to um, roll to the next part while the Maturgma, the translator, is explaining. So therefore, it's not an issue. And that's why on, your, uh, on a fast day by Chal, we skip a little over because it's not an issue since you can read it, you know, move it very quickly. But I mean, as a question, it says, Medalgin Benavi, sounds like it says you, by a Novi, you're allowed to skip over a little bit parts. Or by the Medalgin Betoyda, the Torah, you have to read it exactly in the sequence the Torah has it. So how can the, the Anyam Kippur, the, the, the Kohen God, skip one part to the next? So you want to lay Kasha. Khan over here is talking about Bechdeshi Yafsik Hamaturgman. Here is talking about in order for the maturgamen, uh, if you, and you're not allowed to skip is if it takes longer than the time it takes the person to translate. So then the person finished translating and everybody has to sit there and wait while you're rolling. But if you can roll it very quickly while the person is still translating, it doesn't affect anybody. There's no everything is permitted. Says the Gemara, and you see, you have a lock tani. Didn't we learn? And from here you see how important it is, covered had Sibur, Tikhazbura. We shouldn't make the people wait. And the cover of a seems to play a, a paramount role. 
um, in, in, in our um, in our basic nessus. Says the Gemara, but how can I be But we learn clearly on this very thing, this distinction that you make as to where how long it takes and how long it takes the maturing to translate. We learn medal that only in another you're allowed to skip if you can do it quickly. The aim medal but you're not allowed to skip the tater, even if you can do it quickly. If that's what it sounds like, you can never skip sukim the tater. And even the Navi, how much can you skip? But they shall ask a Turkmen quick enough that the, that the Turkmen is still talking. Sounds like Hobbit Toyota, Klava Kalwai, but then you can't do it all. Omar Baibai says, No, you misunderstood. Like Kasha. If it's the same subject, then like the Toyota here, we're talking about Yom Kippur, you can skip a little bit as long as it's done in a very short time within the time it takes to translate. And, but if it's two in Yonim, then you can never skip when it comes to the Torah at all. And when it comes to Tanakh, only if it's right next to it. Because Vatani we learned. If it's one subject, you can in the Torah skip as long as it's very brief. Even two separate subjects, you can skip. Here and here, and whether it's one in or two in Yonim, how long can you wait to roll up the Torah? Only if it's a very short time, shorter than the time it takes the, the person, the translator, to finish translating whatever the possible you're learning. The aim but we don't want you to skip, even though within one novi you're allowed to skip from one subject to the next, but we don't want you to skip from you know from Shmuel to Malachim and so on. But in the novi of the twelve, which is the last part of the Nachle, Medalgin, you are permitted to skip from one to another. Because they're all very, very short, only a couple of prokem each one. So we treat the whole tray also like one talach. provided you shouldn't go from the end of the sefer. So some people say it means and go right to the beginning. Others say obviously you can't. That's so far away. It means don't go from the let's say number twelve backwards to number eleven. Don't go backwards from eleven to ten. You can always go forward. But you cannot go backwards. And uh, okay, I guess we'll stop here. And we'll continue talking about the Kohen Gadol. By the way, this Kohen Gadol reading, Sefer Torah, is not a mitzvah on the community to listen. This is different than all of our other Kriyas. This is a personal mitzvah for the Kohen Gadol that he has to read these parts of the Sefer Torah. That's why the Mishnah says, if you want, you can go ahead and see the burning of the other Kabbalists. It's not important for you to hear the Kriyas Torah. It's not a din on the community.